Hey everyone, Carter here with another episode of Out of the Hourglass presented by Nolan Consulting Group. This episode features our sales guys, Andrew Amrine and Jim Falk. Jim comes on to discuss the details of how Nolan Painting was able to manage while they were shut down and how Nolan is handling expectations for the sales team as they come back to work. Things have certainly changed over the last few months and we hope that Jim's insight can help you visualize your plan for your sales team. Enjoy the show. Okay, Jim, great to be with you, man. It's always uh, glad to be back. We're doing this uh, virtual here in the virtual studio. Uh, I always enjoy it when you get a chance to see me. How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing great, Andrew. Uh, as always, good to be here with you and your powerful audience. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit today about the sales response to uh, the ramping back up. Things have uh, taken a, a turn for the better uh, in a lot of areas. And so Nolan is uh, is now uh, ramping back up. So I'm, I'm actually curious to hear some more details about what's going on. Yeah. Well, I can tell you it's been an interesting uh, six weeks. Um, you know, uh, for us, uh, March 19th was the date that our governor announced that he was shutting down construction and trades and uh, we were taken aback. Um, so March 20th was our last official day at work, um, closed for six weeks, um, and May 1st, uh, this past Friday, was our first day uh, back working uh, in the field. Actually, Friday we spent the day, because there's, there's not a lot of new uh, issues, uh, compliance issues that have to be implemented in the field. Um, based on CDC recommendations, some of the state recommendations. Uh, so we spent the day Friday training our field managers, crew leaders, and job leads in uh, a lot of these new protocol. And uh, Monday was the first official day back in the field for us. Wow. Feels like a year ago. Um, <laughs> what, did, what did you call it? Uh, the time warp? It's the COVID time warp. I, I, I tell you, I've heard so many things. It, it does, the six weeks did feel like a time warp. Um, you know, I would describe it as surreal. Some days I would wake up and swear it was a nightmare. Like, no, there's no way that we were forced to shut down the business. Uh, and then after 20 minutes and a cup of coffee, you'd realize, yeah, the business is officially closed right now. Um, so it's been, it's been hard times. It's affected businesses and people personally in in so many, uh, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, and it and it feels good, and and hopefully it continues to shine brighter. So we've we've known each other a long time. I've, I've heard Kevin and you guys talk about two other events. Um, so 2003, it was 2001, obviously 9/11, but then it was really 2003 that was the downturn. Um, and then uh, 2009, obviously. And so now this is the third one, COVID. Mm -hmm. So you guys reacted pretty quick. Can you give us a, just a quick recap over, hit the high points of what what you did uh, the last six weeks? Just a you know a 30 second recap for the audience. What did you What did you guys do? Well, I don't know if I can recap in 30 seconds, but um, you know, initially, um, one of the first things we did is we went after all of our receivables. 
Um, we wanted to, since we are officially shutting down, we wanted to collect as much money off the street as possible. And within a week's time, uh, we had our I mean, receivable lift down. So I, into it, I think I at the low point, the it might have been about ten thousand dollars. Six figures, it would have been over a hundred thousand. Um, um, and I felt like we were doing a really good job of managing it uh, while we were operating. Uh, but once we were shut down, you know, we were concerned that people lost their money, that they weren't going to want to pay their receivables and their bills. Um, but uh, with with an effort through operations and sales team, uh, we collected uh, almost all of it, uh, which is pretty amazing. As far as what was happening during the shutdown, I mean, a lot of it uh, from a business standpoint was, um, you know, what can we work on internally? Um, you know, obviously there was a lot of issues with finances and, and dealing with the PPP and, and, and how we're gonna react to uh, the CARES Act and what's available and, um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, looking at internal projects that could be accomplished, uh, one of the major pieces that um, we refined was our training programs, um, uh, our apprenticeship and our painter level training programs that are available online. Um, so we updated a lot of those, uh, did new voiceovers, created some new training programs. Um, so I would say from a business standpoint, that was one positive thing that, that came out of this. Um, and so what, we've, we've shared videos that, that Kevin has done. We've shared those across um, members. Um, and so I guess, you know, what, what impact do you think? Does they have a good impact? Do people respond well to being updated that way? As you mean um, the, the uh, communications with employees? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because, you know, it, I, I would say, yeah, um, there was a lot of good feedback from those. Um, it was an unsure time for everybody, uh, from employers to employees. Um, I mean, so much of this is unprecedented. And, you know, it's, it's natural. It's human nature to have a certain level of anxiety and fear and not knowing what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I know that those communications went over well. As well as the communications, we kept, we kept in communication with our clients along the way. Um, letting them know what was happening, um, letting them know how much we appreciated them, that we were anxious to get back to work doing what we loved, and, and our employees were counting on painting their homes because uh, one of our concerns was having jobs cancel. Uh, but overwhelmingly, that has not been the case. Great. All right, so now PA, Pennsylvania, uh, is somewhat back to work. Um, you said earlier that you you brought everybody in. Well, you say that again. So you, where are you where are you guys at now? With you're back to yeah, work. Yeah. So now, um, mm -hmm. our our governor uh, opened up statewide construction and trades uh, as of May first. Um, so uh, this past Friday, May first, uh, we brought in crew leaders, field managers, and job leads, and um, spent the day training in small groups. Uh, what the new protocols um, are we're going to be that are being put in place you know, based on CDC recommendations and some of our uh, state recommendations. Um, How did you, do it? Did, you, did you do it at the shop or did you do it via go-to meeting? We, no, we did do it at the shop. We wanted to do it in person and we broke the teams into small groups. Um, so Kevin led the training um, and he, he did small group training uh, throughout the day. How, how many people in each group? 
Uh, it had to be less than 10. And we actually had our conference room set up and situated. So we, we had chairs out and we had all the spot, the spaces marked so we could social distance properly. Gotcha. Yep. Do, you, do you think um, the communication helped as, as people came back? Um, the work that you did the prior six weeks to stay in touch and keep people updated that when they came back, was it less of a feeling of distance? Maybe because of some of that, where people were felt connected, and what you weren't wasn't sort of starting from scratch. I, I do. I, I definitely think so. Um, and I, and I and I really believe that the majority of our employees were anxious to get back. I, I'm I'm a I'm a very strong believer that human beings in general need to feel that they're they're a productive part of society and that they're contributing, and uh, that's what we do. And um, you know. I feel very strongly that most of our employees felt the same way and they were anxious to get back into a routine and, and uh, earn some money again. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm hearing the, the major, vast majority of people, boredom is winning out. That there, There's a disincentive right now with unemployment. Some people are actually making more on unemployment, but boredom is winning and there people are, people want to get back to work. I, I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's. Can we talk about sales specifically? Um, sure. How are you setting goals in this environment? The, sa <laughs> the sales team is is different now. Um, there's it's, uh, it's not the same team. We're not not all of the team. Yeah. Well, it it it's an ever changing environment, Andrew. Um, so going into the COVID crisis in March, we had a an extremely strong sales team of seven people. And I, I don't say strong because of the size. I mean, I really feel strongly that we had a very solid sales team um, that were focused on working together and hitting goals. And, um, you know, when COVID came along, it just knocked the wind out of our sales. And we knew coming back, we weren't going to be the same company. Um, we weren't necessarily going to be the same size. There was so much uncertainty. Are we going to have our customers? Or are we going to still have the jobs that are on schedule? Um, so initially coming back, um, it looked like it was just going to be John and I back to doing estimates. I mean, it's like a back to our time warp. I'm like, I'm going back like 10 or 12 years now to where it's just two of us selling. But so I can tell you in this region, it's so far it's been overwhelming. Now it's very early. Um, so I don't want, I don't want to say that this is a trend, but. Um, not only did jobs continue to come in and be scheduled during the shutdown, um, the response to our reopening has been overwhelming. Um, just, just to give you a, a, a quick idea, uh, Monday of this week, uh, we had 42 requests um, and 40, no, I'm sorry, 42 new appointments set up for new work. Um, Tuesday, we had 48. So we had 90 new estimates set up in two days. Wow. Um, so there, it, there appears from a resident residential end, there still appears to be a lot of demand, uh, for our services. So, um, we actually brought, uh, Chris, Chris back full-time selling and we're in the process of, uh, adding or bringing back two more sales reps to help with the load. And so are you, are you adjusting goals weekly? Are you, are you looking at what is what are the goals each guy has or are you, is it, um, is it just leads or what, what goals are you setting with your team? 
Well, as you, as you know, Andrew, I mean, within our company, there was metrics and goals for everything, including uh, monthly lead counts, uh, obviously a ton of sales metrics from closing to uh, to quotas to um, productivity. But, um, you know, right now, I mean, we our, our current pay-for-performance system is still – well, I should say the current goals are still in place. Um, we haven't amended any goals. Um, obviously, none of us hit goals in in March and April because of the shutdown. Um, so right now, there's 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 just still too much uncertainty. Um, so we're we're not revising any goals right now. Um, right now, actually, pay for performance is on hold. Um, hopefully, that's for a short period of time. Um, but there has been some discussion of of reformulating it for the second half of the year to see what that looks like because. We do want to have goals in place, and we want to have pay for performance in place because we we've seen it drive and change behaviors, and uh, we don't want to lose that aspect of our of our business. Are you seeing close rates be affected at all? I I can imagine them being lower. I, I could also imagine them being higher with pent up demand. People are ready to buy. Well, again, so we've only been officially uh, back uh, since since the first. I mean, this is our first week. Uh, back to full-time selling. Um, based on what I am seeing and hearing right now, um, based on my own personal experiences, uh, close rates will not be affected adversely. Um, there, people are there's a high there's a, there's high demand right now, and and people want to get the work done. Is there? Can you point to um, your customer loyalty through all of this? Looking back, I mean the. the branding that you've done over the last three, five, ten years and the customer loyalty you've achieved that's getting you through, can you point to maybe a couple of reasons that you've, looking back over the last six weeks, you know, yeah, customers are sticking with us because of X, Y, and Z. You know, do you, has any of that become clear? Well, I, I do. So obviously, from the customer's end, I mean, there's there's obviously a, a high level of desire to still want to get the project done. Um, but that that loyalty to us, I I fully attribute to the so the, the branding that we've done, but um, the type of business that we've built and the and the culture we have, you know, the, of of having people that are accountable and you know, if mistakes are made, we make them right. Um, 100% guaranteed customer satisfaction, and it, and it's not just lip service. We live that out every day, and our customers see that, and they like the fact that we have friendly people on staff that that they enjoy having around their house. It's a lot of these things that are part of the values of our business that have created that loyalty for sure. I know those are it's, it's sort of obvious questions, but I, I think at this point it's good reminders to remind ourselves that. Customers are loyal, and they still will be. And so that leads me to the next question, which is, all right, so the self-talk. So what, what kind of self-talk are you giving yourself and the sales team? Are you helping the sales team with in this environment? Well, so the self-talk, I, so I, I'll share um, a couple things that went through my head uh, personally. So when we first found out on March 19th that we had to shut down within the next day, um, you know, at first for me, it was it, there was a feeling of um, of just this this incredulous feeling, like 
nah, that's not going to happen. Um, two, you know, the first week we were shut down and, and I found myself at home. It, I mean, it's the first time that I've been, you know, we'll say technically without a job for a long time. Um, there was definitely some victim thinking going on. Um, I wanted to assign blame, you know, whether I was going to blame, you know, the government for shutting us down or, or for China and for other people for spreading this virus around. And I don't want to get, make this political. I was just looking to blame somebody. And then that, and then that created this, this, this level of victim thinking, like, why, why is this happening now? Why is this happening to me? Um, why is this happening to us? I mean, we were off as, as so many companies within summit were, I mean, we were off to the, to the best start of the year. I mean, ever. Um, I mean, it just felt like, it was going to be an amazing year. 2020 was going to be the year. Um, so there was a high level of victim thinking. And, and then I remembered QBQ, um, question behind the question. And I had to remind myself, like, okay, there's certain things that are out of my control, but what can I control? What can I do differently to make this the best possible situation? Um, so I remember distinctly that week I sat down and I spent – better part of a day um, creating what I called my personal COVID crisis plan. Um, I thought about the things that I was worried about. And first and foremost was finances. Um, you know, I, I, I tend, I, I, I feel like a lot of times as human beings, we, we look at things and feel like they're worse than they really are. And mm -hmm. taking the time to write down some ideas and think through it more clearly makes you realize, okay, it's not as bad as I thought. Um, and so my finances were first and foremost, I looked at it and said, all right, even if I wasn't collecting a paycheck, you know, based on our savings without tapping retirement accounts and other things, how long can we get through this? And I realized after, you know, spending some time doing the math, it wasn't quite as dire as I, as, as, as my mind led me to believe. Um, fight or flight, right? Your brain starts going into fight or flight mode. So you're, you're exactly. combating that. You're, you're reduced getting out of that fight or flight. Yep. Yep. Um, and then you know, the remainder of my COVID crisis plan were, okay, what, what are the things that I can affect positively? What are the things that I can accomplish during this shutdown? Um, you know, and there, and some positive things came from, I mean, listen, uh, if I had my druthers, um, I wish things were back to normal. And, you know, I think all of us could say we wish COVID never came to existence, but there were some positive things that I was able to take out of it. Um, you know, get a, a rare opportunity to get off the, the crazy treadmill that we're all on, just running faster and faster and reconnecting with, with certain friends or, or reconnecting with family, um, you know, spending more family time. Um, so there were, there were things that I looked at that I spent time with it. And I said, okay, there's things I can affect positively here. And that's what we spent our time doing. And, and I also made it a point to keep in touch with the sales team. Um, you know, as a management team, we were, we were meeting on a daily basis. Um, mm -hmm. But I wanted to make sure I kept in touch with the sales team, you know, understood how they were feeling, um, if there's anything that I could help them with. Um, I wanted them to, to feel like, hey, we're, we're still a team and, and we're going to get through this together. I love it. And so that effect, I mean, did it? Did it matter? I, I can't help but, but ask the question, you know, now that you're coming back, did it make a difference? It, it did. It did. I mean, 
I felt like we we had a really well gelled team, and, and with everybody rowing in the same direction before this hit, and you know the, the continued communication, um, the general feeling that we wanted to share with everybody that hey, you know we're going to get through this together. Um, it, it's a rough patch right now, um, but we need to keep mentally strong and control what we can control. Um, and, and understand what, what, what is out of our control. And I, I do feel like that, that was, a, was a big step in the right direction. Great, great advice for any situation, right? Um, yep. So let me have a couple uh, questions to round us off here. So by the time people hear this, it'll be two weeks from now. So we've, we've got a, another podcast coming out next week. Today is the 6th. So by the time we release this, it'll be two weeks from now. Um, can we can we do some some future visioning? So maybe by the time this comes out, um, what will Nolan painting hopefully be doing? <laughs> painting a lot of houses, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know it's tough. I mean, it, it's such an ever changing environment. It I, I uh, I'm very careful about predictions, but. I also want to take advantage of everything that's that's here now. Take advantage of the, the leads and the estimates and the opportunities that are in front of us. We have over three million dollars worth of work on our schedule, um, and we've only had geez, maybe five or six total jobs cancel out of all that work. Wow. Um, the leads continue to pile in as of now. Um, so you know, part of me feels like I mean, so much of this is unprecedented, but uh, you know, a lot of what I continue to read is that residentially real estate is going to boom after this. There's a lot of people that had planned to move to, you know, put up their put their houses on the market. Um, much different than 08 and 09, where when when homeowners were underwater with their mortgages, the value of houses and housing was plunging. Nobody was spending money on their homes. That's not the case this time around. Uh, so I'm not predicting a V recovery. I'm not an economist. But I think a lot of people are going to decide this year that, all right, am I going to take that big trip? Am I going to take a cruise for, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000? Or are we going to sit tight and, and invest back into our home? And so that's what I'm hopeful for, um, which would be great for all of us. And so you'll have, you'll probably at that point have one or maybe two additional sales reps back. Um, You'll be having sales, your sales meetings again, um, yep. maybe ramping up. Um, do those, do those sales meetings look a little different now? Are they virtual? Are they, are you adopting any virtual technology or are you going to, are you going to keep it going forward? Do you think? No, I mean, listen, there's, there's, there's no question. A lot's going to change. Um, so to give you, to give you an example, our, uh, Wednesday morning operation meetings that happened, uh, at 6 a.m. weekly on uh, each Wednesday, um, they've now been changed. Now they're a, they're a virtual call on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, with the sales team, um, the management team, and all the field managers. Um, so we're doing a uh, basically we call it an operations huddle. Um, but the field managers are doing that from the field. Estimators are doing that from their car or wherever they happen to be at the time. Um, so that's all virtual, and we haven't we haven't 
um, started the sales meetings yet, but I anticipate within the next couple weeks um, we'll be re-implementing that, and and that will likely be virtual as well. Gotcha. Uh, all right, we'll round us off with what advice do you have for listeners now that are our listeners that are uh, that are listening to us? What recommendation can you make for them? Uh, from the sales rep side, um, just you know, one of the things I was concerned with, um, as crazy as it may seem, uh, was that I was going to be rusty uh, coming back after uh, taking a basically a six-week hiatus from from selling activity. Uh, but it really is like riding a bike. You know, as soon as I it's my first estimate back, um, I just went went right back into some a lot of my natural behaviors, um, having great conversations. Um, take don't I, I think at this point. Um, from a sales rep perspective, you can't worry about what's going to happen two or three months from now, or maybe even two or three weeks from now. Um, take advantage of every opportunity that's in front of you and be careful with head trash. You know, a lot of people have head trash that, uh, you know, they could go out on an estimate and say, well, you know, with all this craziness in the world, who's going to, who's going to buy a, a home improvement project or a painting project or a landscape project? Um, make sure you're not thinking in those terms. Um, make sure you're looking at every opportunity as a prospect and not a suspect and, and take advantage and enjoy it. Um, it's been fun getting back out in front of clients again. And uh, boy, I, I can tell you since I've started, I've been sleeping better at night again. Really? Made it, made a difference. Be tired. I need a vacation. <laughs> well, Jimmy, thank you very much. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it all.